Hi! Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane. Today we are talking about persecution press. Let's just get right into it. I don't know why I'm so enthusiastic, but here we go. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, links of all of my platforms, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, GoFundMe, all of that will be down in the description below. Be sure to check it out. Love you very much for listening. See ya. Well, I mean, see you in the next bit. Hang on. If you are at all interested in supporting Rogue Radio, if you like what we do, if you like what we are putting out for you and all the information that we give, we have a GoFundMe. Every donation that we do receive will be put towards missions and also the expansion of our YouTube channel and our anchor. Missions is something that me and my husband believe in. We want to help people overseas and seeing that there are many countries that do listen to this podcast, we want to be able to give back to you as well. And giving into missions and mission work and missionaries is something that we want to do. Our GoFundMe page will also be in the description below, so be sure to click and donate. Thank you very much. We love you very much. of you who do not know what persecution press is it's where i cover christian persecution news like violence towards christians this is all christian news and we do have two new countries and uh i'm going to be covering egypt because egypt is one of our new listeners thank you very much for listening egypt all you egyptian listeners i love you very much let's just get into some of the news that's happening there Okay, first one is Egyptian village tensions lead to multi-family fight. So this comes from International Christian Concern, a very awesome organization. Um, On April 11th, a fight between three families over land resulted in a, or in the death of one Coptic man uh, in Madmer village of Sohang, Sohag Providence. Two Copic, two Coptic men. I'm sorry if I mispronounce any of these names. Forgive me. Two Coptic men are engaged in a dispute when a Muslim man attempted to intervene and mediate the conversation. The two uh, Coptic men beat the Muslim man, un- uh, who then gathered his family in retribution. Is it retribution? Yes. Um, the Al Eswaya family uh, then joined the escalating fight, and by the end, the copt was killed and nine were injured. Police arrived on the scene to quell 
the situation and send those injured to the hospital. Though the fight originated over land disputes and not sectarian issues, the tensions leading up to the fight signify the potential for violent outbursts in many mixed region or mixed religion villages. Um, the gathering of the Muslim man's uh, family also hints at the collective persecution Christians face in the moment, as well as the aftermath of family fights. Plus Ultra! Um, the Christian community is Plus able Ultra! can face targeting or punishment for the actions of one small subgroup. Um... Plus Ultra! Sorry, I forgot to mute my phone. My bad. Alright, the next one we're gonna do... Let's see here. We're gonna try to do at least three of these um, stories in Egypt. So, breaking the cycle of poverty through child sponsorship. Okay, so this one I want to say is kind of like a praise report sort of thing, which is great. Um, all of my sources come from persecution.org. It's really great if you want to learn about more about the lives of Christians overseas and everything. So, Hope House serves as a way to help children obtain equality, education, and escape general poverty that Christian families often experience in Egypt. In many Muslim countries, Christians are considered third-class citizens. Christian children are denied a, a quality education. While their parents are without access to capital to start businesses and suffer constant job discrimination. Uh, this leaves them stuck in a unending multi-generational cycle of poverty. Aww. Um, currently, approximately half of the eligible children in ICC's Hope House uh, locations do not have a sponsor. These children need support that will go towards their spiritual, physical, and mental well-being. ICC selects students from or for sponsorship who are consistent with and those parents support their children's education each week on www.persecution.org. We highlight a child story and out and unpack the unique challenges they face. Child sponsorship provides all of the following at no cost to the family. Routine medical checkups and eye doctor visits and uh, medication and glasses when needed. Clothing distribution a few times a year. Uh, monthly food packages for the whole family. School supplies, backpacks, pens, paper, etc. School fees. Um, fun and educational group outings pre and post COVID. Um, other miscellaneous expenses. Special meals at Easter and Christmas. Informative medical sessions for the parents, etc. Now, I really like that because if there are any, like, Christian people in Egypt that are listening, go to persecution.org if you need your child to be sponsored, um, and, you know, 
to get a better education, if that's what you're interested in, just go to persecution.org. Um, Hope House provides Christian students with supplemental classes, including literature, social studies, and mathematics, as well as discipleship and Bible classes. All Hope House students receive the same education, and unsponsored students occasionally receive smaller forms of support sporadically throughout the school year in the classroom. This can look like a healthy snack or a toothbrush. Aww. In a culture that tells them that they will forever be second-class citizens, Hope House provides an opportunity for a better life. If you feel led to sponsor a child at Hope House, please click here to learn more or contact ICC at icc at persecution.org. Okay, this next one is, let me see here, Seven First Steps to Address Human Rights in Egypt. A group of five Egyptian human rights organizations released a list of seven first steps to address and begin making efforts against the increasing human rights violations. These first steps are meant to uh, provide immediate relief should the Egyptian government choose to adopt them, though they are incomplete for full human rights restitution. Uh, Christians have increasingly suffered from the government imposition as human rights violations also increase. The first step indicated is the freeing of all political prisoners and those in prison for peaceful actions. Uh, the, or this includes situations like Camp Rami Camel, um, a Coptic advocate who has been imprisoned since November 2019. He and Patrick George Zaki are both detained in pre-trial detention, leading to the second step, halting endless detentions, uh, accusing Christians and human rights defenders of multiple cases or continually renewing their detainment period is a common occurrence. That's awful. Uh, the third step recommended the lifting of the state emergency, which has been in effect for four years. The state of emergency was put on in or was put in place on April 10th, 2017, the day after twin suicide bombings at Coptic churches on Palm Sunday. It was, or it has been utilized to allow uh, for an extension of government oversight and authoritarian rule of arrests and home church searches. The very real religious persecution and danger that Coptic Christians were facing in 2017 are now being politicized and manipulated. The fourth step, recommended by Egyptian Initiative for Personal Rights, along with four other organizations, uh, is to say all 
It's to stay all executions. What? Is to stay all executions. That don't make any sense. Uh, this is recommended for political and criminal cases until their cases can be reviewed by the Presidential Pardon Board. The fifth step is to stop criminal prosecutions of human rights activists and additionally close case 173 that targets foreign funding and civil uh, society organizations. The UN has also condemned this criminal prosecution. Step six is to withdraw the draft personal status law that has proposed that was proposed in March 2021. If passed, women uh, could lose many family rights, including regards to marriage, divorce, and guardianship over children. The seventh and final step recommended is the reverse to reverse the blocking of websites that are illegally imposed to censor media in the absence of court dates or court orders. It is recommended that with <coughs> these steps implemented uh, human rights and therefore the religious freedom of Christians in Egypt can begin to turn around. Okay, this next one is from India. India is also a listener, so thank you very much for people who are listening in India. Let's go. Anti-conversion law cripples another family in Madhya, Madhya Pradesh. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but I'm just gonna have to say it because I don't know how to pronounce things. <laughs> I'm really sorry. On April 4th, 2021, Madhya Pradesh police sheltered a pastor and his family from murder a murderous mob of 300 Hindu radicals. Um, according to Morningstar News, Pastor Manu Damore um, and his wife Asha finished the Easter uh, evening service when five men began interrogating him and his family and became irritated with Pastor Manu, refused uh, them. Later, 300 radical extremists uh, attacked the family and four other couples. Some men started destroying the motorbike, and the others broke through the windows, attacking the family's home. Other men uh, tearing off the roof to get inside. Oh my gosh. We will kill you and send your dead bodies from here, one of the Hindu extremists said. Police came in time to stop the mob from burning the house down. Uh, police detained the family instead, or inside the police station for their safety. However, members of the mob harassed the police and filed a false first uh, information report that FAR uh, claimed the pastor and his wife bribed Leela Bai to become a Christian. 
with no other evidence, police charged the couple under the Madhya Pradesh Freedom of Religious Audience 2020, now known as the Madhya Pradesh Freedom of Religion Act in 2021. The law criminalizes religious conversions by misrepresentation, sorry, uh, force, undue influence, coercion, uh, inducement, or allurement by any fraudulent means or by marriage. So this basically means, um, for any of you who aren't up to date, uh, there has been an anti-conversion law ever since I was a sophomore in high school in India. Um, and I was about 17 at that time. So this has been going on for a very long time. This has been happening for a very long time. So um, ever since I was 17, which was in 2007, this has been happening. The, uh, the conversion law is very strict and very um, unfair to, to me anyways because I feel like anybody who wants to become a Christian should choose to do so um, and if they need help with that that shouldn't be the government's business but um, yeah uh, Pastor Manu and his wife are not aware of the claims against them nor informed of the charges until brought before the magistrate. They had their three small children with them from, uh, with them at that time, four, five, and 18 months old. For two weeks, Asha sat in a cell with 23 other prisoners until finally, on April 12th, she posted bail and returned to her children. Uh, she, or the session court, Morningstar News said, refused bail. Uh, for Pastor Manu and will assign him a new lawyer. The Christian community does not trust the police to protect them, believing uh, that the police will side with the Hindu extremists to avoid conflict. The problem is with me with this uh, story is that they went there to protect Pastor Manu and his children and his wife. They took him to the police station, they helped him out like, hey, you know, you're gonna stay here until things die down. But the minute they put in a false report, that's when the police turned on them. Like, I understand that the conversion law is a law. That's something that you cannot do in um, India, is to convert anybody. Um, even if... I don't know. I just feel like that's very, very biased. It, it's just... It's not, it doesn't rub me the right way because, of course, there are going to be people who choose to be Christians, and if they need help with that to, to accept Jesus in their heart, that should that should be a thing with them if they choose to let somebody help them. So I just I don't like that. It's like incriminating Christians just because they help people get to Jesus, but um. This has been happening for years. This is this is not uh this isn't new. This is just an echo of what's been happening ever since uh I found out about it. Uh ever since it started. And um 
yeah. Prayers, definitely, for Pastor Manu, because he, he really needs to, um, be with his family and his wife. Okay, this next one is TMC wins West Bengal 213-77 against BJP. The recently concluded elections... Um, sorry, the, the recently concluded elections in West Bengal um, came out recently saying people hate the politics of communal hatred and po polarization. The uh, trim... Trinamul Congress, or the TMC, um, received a large mandate, winning 213 seats out of 294, uh, defeating poll predictions. The TMC beat the Hindu Nationalist Party in Bharatiya Janata Party, or the BJP, um, which has historically made, uh, most held most of India. Prime Minister Modi and Minister of the Home Affairs in Gira Mantri and Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adi Adiyantath held uh, repeated rallies across West Bengal and other states with polarizing rhetoric in religious grounds. Um, the victory of the TMC in the West Bengal is remarkable. Critics say that the BJP scheduled the eight-phase election process to happen in the middle of the pandemic to discourage voters from leaving their homes. However, uh, citizens in different religious backgrounds in West Bengal voted to reject political hatred because of religious and cultural differences. Um... Politically influential BJP members threaten and insult TMC leader Ma Ma Mamata Benjuri, or Benerji, sorry. Uh, citizens of India uh, and leader Benerji are holding BJP members, Prime Minister Modi, Home Minister Mantri, and UT Chief Minister Adiyantath. Uh, accountable for India's third wave of COVID-19, uh, directly correlated to the number of people who attended the rallies. Okay, the next one from India is... Continued faithfulness of India's Bibles and bikes uh, evangelists. I was gifted a Bible by the Christ by a Christian friend that changed my life forever. Pastor Mahesh, one of the beneficiaries of the Bikes and Bibles for India initiative, uh, recently told International Christian Concern the ICC, Pastor Mahesh. Uh, embraced Jesus as a youth while questioning Hinduism, the religion of his birth. Soon, Pastor Mahesh uh, discovered he had a passion for spreading the truth he found as a church planter. Since his conversion, 
Uh, his family also came to know Jesus and supported his outreach ministry. Uh, through his ministry, he planted a church in a remote village in India's Andhra Pradesh state. For the past eight years, Pastor Mahesh has uh, been a dedicated evangelist due to the remoteness of the location he serves. A bicycle is the most critical tool uh, he uses to spread the gospel. In November 2018, ICC launched the Bibles and Bikes for India initiative with the ambitious goal of bringing the gospel to India's unreached by empowering 1,000 rural uh, evangelists with a bicycle and 100 Bibles. Uh, Pastor Mahesh is counted among that 1,000 rural evangelists. I can never say rural. It's such an annoying word to pronounce. Rural. R sounds redundant when you say it. R rural. R I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> excuse me for complaining. Uh, I know the power of the scripture and I am witnessing as more people are joining my church. Pastor Mahesh said, I have seen God's work in the lives of people. Thank you, ICC, for gifting me the Bibles and the bicycles. These resources have empowered me to do more work I could not afford. Uh, your help makes a huge impact and is a big help to us in the ministry. ICC also provided food and medical aid to Pastor Mahesh as his family during or and his family during the COVID-19 pandemic uh, in early 2021, ICC achieved the initiative's goal of empowering India's rural evangelists by uh, placing a bicycle and a box of 100 Bibles in the hands of the 1,000th beneficiary. Uh, in our community in prayer, or join our community in prayer for uh, the continued access of pastors such as Pastor Mahesh in India's rural uh, unreached communities. I love reading stuff like that, especially when it comes to like how successful uh, Voice of the Martyrs are with helping missionaries around the world. That just makes my heart warm. I don't know why. I just love it because you're those people who are literally on the front lines risking their lives every day to just preach the word of God and saying simple words like Jesus loves you. You know, that's so powerful and God sees that. God really sees that. And um, I love people who do that. I, I just love that. Cue the break! Okay, next one. I randomly picked a country and it was Guatemala. So, here we go. Organized crime making life worse for Christians in Latin America. <clears throat> ICC note. 
Though Latin America is widely known as being a region with one of the greatest populations of Christians, life is gradually becoming more difficult for those who claim Christianity. After a three-year hiatus, Mexico has joined Colombia uh, on Open Doors World Watch list with three other countries just past the threshold of the top 50. Organized corruption and tribal antagonism have been the main forces credited to the rise in the persecution in the region by Dennis Pastor. Um, World this is from World Watch Monitor. This is from Colombia, actually. But uh, it was a generalized article that I'm talking about, so it does include Guatemala, I guess. Uh, about one quarter of the world's Christians live in Latin America, and apart from in Colombia, most, most have enjoyed wide freedom to live out their faith. Christian life in Latin America is getting a bit more difficult however according to open doors international creator of the world watch list <clears throat> i had to make room for my husband <sighs> hi babe say hi okay the annual list ranks the 50 countries where Life as a Christian is currently most difficult. After a three-year absence, Mexico is in the is on the list again, joining Colombia, three more countries, Venezuela, Cuba, and Bolivia, are among a handful of persecution watch countries, uh, uh, just outside the top 50. Dennis Pastor, Latin America analyst for the World Watch list. Uh, team tackles six questions about the church under pressure in America or Latin America What does the pressure look like in a word complex due to the social exclusion? experimented or experienced by most people combined with generally weak security Christians seen by criminal organizations as a threat um are especially affected by violence. Uh, there are two main engines of persecution, organized corruption, underperforming governments, lack of rule law, um, endemic, endemic corruption, and criminal organizations operating with impurity. Colombia, Mexico, and Central America tribal antagonism, traditional uh, religions, a mix of indigenous paganism and popular Catholicism are reviving, especially at, in isolated areas. Indigenous converts to Christianity um, face all sorts of harassment, exclusion from basic social services, torture, and even expulsion. Uh, <clears throat> Colombia, Mexico, Guatemala, and Bolivia. Three other less Powerful engines are at work. Communist oppression still very present in different forms. Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua, and Bolivia. Um, secular intolerance aided by the erosion, the erosion of understanding about the role religion, personal, and organized plays in public life. 
this is a growing issue all of Latin America. Um, ecclesiastical arrogance. The legal status of Protestant churches still remains uh, an issue in some countries in the region, though the trend is abating. Anyway, that is all we have for today on Persecution Press. I will see you in the trenches next time. Thank you very much for listening.